these young athletes lost uh, not only their time that they were getting to spend around their friends, their time, you know, being outside and, and playing the sport that they love. But when you're growing up and you're an athlete, a lot of the time, that's, that's a big part of your identity as well. Hi, welcome to the Halftime Snacks. My name is Ronena Inbinder. This show features the stories of talented people working in sports. Are you ready? Let's go. Joining us now is the Mark Zuckerberg of sports. This man founded the social media app for athletes, also known as SportsThread, when he was 22 years old. SportsThread started as a platform for athletes and coaches to connect with each other, network, and find scholarship. And it has grown to add software as a service solution for youth sports event. The app has a network of over half a million users, and it has disrupted the youth sports industry by monetizing its platform through advertising. This guy is also a former Division I baseball player for Oral Roberts University and won two NCAA conference championships. The man recently received recognition by Yahoo Finance as one of the top 10 entrepreneurs to watch out for in 2021. So buckle up, everyone, for today's Fire Halftime Snack with Mr. Sean Larry. Uh, thank you for having me on. That was a great introduction. That was very flattering, Mark Zuckerberg of Sports. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, you are you are the, the founder of the most important social media app for sports. And I want to kick off our conversation, Sean, by asking you a quick icebreaker, man. This is just to uh, to see if we're on the same page. And I want to know what is your favorite pizza topping, man? Oh, uh, I'm a weirdo. I got to go with Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Okay, man. We're not yeah. on the same page. Half the, yeah, half the people who heard me say that, they just they just cringed. And then the other half of people said, he knows what's up. <laughs> there's yeah. there's two types of people in this world. Those who like Hawaiian pizza and those who don't. <laughs> man, mine is is four cheese. So but mm -hmm. I I I, res I think I respect your your uh your take. Um and so <laughs> let's transition now to the to the real stuff why we're here um and man you have such a career on professional sports man baseball traveled the country played for a uh, college very you know at a very high level so i want to ask you when did you first develop a passion for sports how was that like uh when did you realize that you had a talent for it tell us about it man well i uh i grew up playing sports and i was lucky to have uh, uh parents who were very very supportive of my career as an athlete and My uh, my dad actually played for the Denver Broncos um, for a year and a, a year and a half, two years. He was primarily hurt while he was there in his career, but uh, nonetheless was a very very high level athlete. And um, while I was growing up, I think that he he did a lot for me in terms of identifying that I was uh, that I was a high quality athlete and that my sports could take me somewhere. Um, and then he also went far enough in sports in his own life that he recognized that I had an ability level and that he needed to go and do the things necessary to make me improve, like finding me good coaching and, um, you know, getting me in the weight room and getting me the knowledge that I needed and being highly encouraging and supportive. My mother was, was the same way as well. So been all about sports since I was a kid, we were a sports household and. Um, I was very lucky to have a, a, a 
support system around me and my family that was, they really wanted to see me do well. And they made a lot of sacrifices to give me opportunities. Is it me or is it that most of like the athletes that become professional, they, the, the parents and the support that they receive from them is plays such an important role in their, in their development as an athlete. Do you think that this is like probably the most factor when it comes to someone who was born and probably had a talent, but thanks to their parents or their families or their surroundings, this is just one of the, like the most important, more, most critical reason why they were able to become pro. Well, I think, I think anybody has the ability to work their way out of their situation. Um, there's no question in my mind about that. I know people who I've seen uh, go on and play division one sports or professional sports who came from really tough circumstances and they didn't have a support system. Um, but I also think that's that in a lot of ways is even more impressive. Um, but no matter what, everybody needs help. Everybody has to get that from somebody. So I think that if it's not from your immediate family, it's probably from a coach or a neighbor or a teacher or somebody, but, um, you know, that everybody needs a support system. And it's, I think people just have to go and find it and be motivated to, um, you know, put in the work and do the things that they need to do to do well. Um, but also recognize that, you know, if they're not getting that at home, there are other people who you can find who care about you and who will help you along the way. And, Uh, that's just everybody's individual journey. What are two or three lessons that you learned in Division One baseball that helped you win in business and entrepreneurship and sports thread? What are some of the lessons that you transitioned from from baseball? I, I think the biggest lesson that I learned uh, in in Division One baseball is that you can't ever be like satisfied or complacent with where you're at um, in terms of having had success. Um, and that's a huge lesson that has helped me to, um, perceive my own, my own success and, and, and drive me, uh, going into my professional career. Um, because when you're, when you're a division one athlete, like it's every single day, you need to show up and perform and do really well and continue to improve or else you'll lose your spot or your team will lose. Um, and the coaches were really good at instilling that culture at all three of the programs I played for. Um, but I think that that's something that's a very hard lesson to learn if you're not put in an environment like I was to learn it. Um, so a lot of people, they start to succeed at something and they get comfortable and they kind of like relax and they're like, I made it. Um, but in reality, like you may have made it up and up a level, but you're probably not where you want to be for the rest of your life. So you got to enjoy feeling like you achieve something and then get back to work. Um, so I think that was one of the best life lessons that came out of division one sports. Um, and then the other one is just, uh, that how you do anything is how you do everything, um, or taking care of like the small details in your life. Um, all that stuff adds up to, um, being a high performing individual, like, everything you do, whether it's, you know, not making your bed in the morning or um, like David Goggins talks about that all the time. Um, and it's a great, great message, or it might be, you know, not picking up, uh, not showing up early to practice um, for, for your sport, or if you're in the business world, you know, not thinking about what uh, planning for a morning meeting and getting your team on the same page and walking in unprepared would be a good example of not, not being ready.
Yeah, I think that both of the lessons relate to how it's all about the process and less about the goal. It's all about focusing on working hard every day and doing what you need to be like doing and putting in the effort instead of thinking, okay, I want to reach this level. And then once I'm there, I'm just going to, you know, fall off cliff. So I, I love, I love yeah. the takeaways, Sean. And now I want to switch over to talk a bit about Sports Threat, man, the company that you founded when you were 22 years old, man, I'm 25 and I haven't founded one. So now I feel like I'm in a disadvantage, <laughs> but um, how are you, like, how are you guys democratizing the, recruit, the recruitment process through Sports Threat? What, what's happening over there, man? What, Uh, went through your mind when you started this uh, being 22 just share with us the story sure um, well first I'll say you're 25 you want to be an entrepreneur you got a lot of time left I think anybody can start at any time it's just whether when you feel like you have the right idea and you want to go after it but um, I started sports thread uh, because of my experience uh, playing college baseball I uh, got recruited out of high school was one of the Uh, better high school baseball players in the country and went and played ball at Pepperdine University. And while I was there, there was a big uh, recruiting scandal that happened. And there was dozens of kids uh, on multiple teams on the campus who were receiving a scholarship fund from an institutional grant. Uh, Pepperdine a, has a big endowment and there's a lot of very uh, successful people who put money back into the school to try and make it great. Um, so they were giving athletes money out of that fund rather than athletic scholarships. And I was one of them and I wound up losing my scholarship. Um, and I was one of many kids and I don't think we, we all didn't do anything wrong. We just thought we were going to go to school and play our sport, but, uh, it turned out the athletic department was cheating like across the board. That was, it was disappointing, but, um, they, you know, they offered me to come back and play on the team again, but without a scholarship and I couldn't afford that. So I left and went to junior college. And while I was at JUCO, I was playing for um, the, uh, the coach, John Altabelli, who passed away in the helicopter accident with Kobe Bryant last year. Um, just an incredible, incredible guy, uh, helped me move on and continue my career and uh, really watched the way that he um, impacted so many other uh, young men and helped them move on in their life. And a lot of those lessons we were just talking about, I learned from him um, and my other coaches at the other programs. But Uh, while I was at that junior college, I met dozens or probably even hundreds of other athletes who had very similar stories to me. They were all dealing with the same thing, which is trying to get recruited all over again and go to a division one school or a four-year college. Um, and at that time, like there really wasn't a lot of great options to get your name out there. Uh, you could pay a couple grand to some services to call on your behalf and say, Hey, I've got Sean Leary, uh, Orange Coast College, and he's a pitcher and he throws X, Y, you know, hard and here's his ERA and what do you need out of the bullpen in next year and try and get you a place to go play. And um, I didn't have that kind of money. And uh, even if I did, I wouldn't have wanted to spend it. So I spent all my time uh, when I wasn't playing ball, looking up every college division one coach in the country's email, blasting out information to them, trying to figure out ways to get my recruiting video to embed into my email, which in 2012 wasn't the easiest thing to do to get, get that sent out. Um, and it was just this awful antiquated process. Um, and the, the alternative was really expensive. And I was hearing a lot of other athletes be really frustrated about it. So I came up with the idea to use a, uh, to use software to 
uh, bridge the connection between kids and coaches in college and help athletes get to school for, for less money or for uh, no money. And um, came up with that idea, pitched uh, my dad on it because they knew he had started a bunch of companies uh, in his past and could tell me how to get started. And he liked it. And then I went to junior, uh, went to uh, my last stop, my uh, Oral Roberts, the last U1 school I went to. And while I was there, I wrote the business plan for the company. Um, we and uh, raised the first million dollars to start it. Um, then I graduated and built the first version of the platform. And after I uh, got that first version going, uh, we'd ex extensively exhausted the money that we'd raised and needed to go raise more. And uh, we called a good friend of my uh, dad's who raises capital in Silicon Valley uh, for companies. And we asked him to help us and looked at what we were doing and said, I love your concept, but you're thinking too small about it and you don't need to raise more money right now. You need to meet my friend, Dick O'Donnell. Um, so I went and met this guy, Dick, uh, who turns out was the VP of corporate marketing at uh, BA Systems, which was an eight and a half billion dollar acquisition by Oracle. Uh, Tipco, which is a multi-billion dollar company, is started by Vivek Ranadive um, and the VP of corporate marketing at Borland Software, which was the big Microsoft competitor in the 90s. Um, in the late 80s. And uh, Dick got involved with the company and really kind of took me under his wing and showed me how to uh, mature into uh, an entrepreneur who's ready to lead a big company. And also flew me in and out of Silicon Valley uh, many, many, many times over the next three years. Uh, while we continued to build the business to meet with all of his former bosses and uh, colleagues, people that are incredible um, at what they do, their different areas in the industry, whether it would be sitting down with someone who is running an award-winning PR and marketing agency or someone, a, a software billionaire who, you know, had started many um, successful ventures. I met with dozens of these people um, with Dick and I'd get to go through the business plan and explain where we're at and they would give advice. Um, and it's really thanks to Dick's help, um, the team at SportsThread and the advice that I got from those, those people um, that I was able to figure out a way to solve or provide a solution for the problem that I identified when I was a young kid in college and build a business around it. The business started a as a social media platform and then it transitioned to more of a like a B2B um, system for uh, youth sport events and stuff. I wonder like The company has many focuses. I, I know that you also guys work with uh, licensing deals, for, for instance, uh, Sports Thread Miami, Sports Thread uh, California. And I, I wonder what, like, what side of the business you guys need to, like, need to win in order to guarantee a sustainable future. Mm -hmm. So um, we have, we've built a very broad uh, platform. That's, that's, the, that's the concept that, We are we've employed in uh, at SportsThread. You have um, a platform is something that is uh, allows for many different verticals or many different business models to interact with it. We've built the SportsThread platform, and on that platform, you can do social networking. You can promote yourself to college. You can interact with your peers. You can do team chat. Uh, you know, businesses can sell um, or can can conduct advertising and sell products and services. That's how we produce revenue. Um, companies can organize events and communicate out to their, their people. We've built all these different things that you can do within the sports platform. 
And the reason why we've built this broad platform, and this was really the advice of the group of people in Silicon Valley and the people who have gotten involved to help us lead the company, is by building a broad platform, there are so many more people who can be a part of it. There's a lot more people out there who can be a part of a company that has communications technology and provides something for tournaments and does team chat and does scores and scheduling and uh, you know, that's the social networking part, posting your videos and just interacting with your peers and then also getting recruited to college. There's millions, there's hundreds of millions of people around the world, um, 125 million people in the United States who would fit into some category um, that, that I just named. We have something for someone out of that 125 million people, every one of them that's involved in youth sports would find something good for them on, the, on, on our platform. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is it's not that we need to win with one individual function on the app. It's that the goal or the, the, the purpose of the platform is to bring together an, a gigantic group of people. And that large group of people that, that scale is what will ultimately make us win. And that's why we've invested the time and money and effort into building um, something that is so broad um, and so diversified in terms of the, the different types of people who can get value on it. Yeah, it's super interesting because there's this thing that I call the, the chain of sub-pains. That is basically you have, a, you have a pain in a market. Let's say, for instance, the recruitment process of youth sports is a pain because it's not democratized, it's not efficient, it's very expensive, right? But the, all of those are sub-pains, things that are smaller than the bigger pain that are more complicated or more specific. And I wonder how important for you it is to be the one solving all these like micro-pains, let's call them, in, instead of like just saying, okay, we are the solution for this exact problem and this is it, like this is where we are, you know, number one. We can be like, instead of being top 10 in most of the different categories, why not focusing on being super specific top number one on one thing? So we do do that. We, we, have, we have three areas of, of key focus. Uh, the first of which is helping athletes get recruited. Um, we want to make sure that, that we have a top-notch service and that we're, we're, we're providing that connection. And that's, Uh, you know, I just told the story of why we started the company. That's why we did. Um, so we focus very heavily there. Um, we focus heavily on uh, providing an excellent software as a service platform for our, our, our clients that host youth sports events. Um, we provide that service so that we can get their athletes, parents, and coaches involved with our platform and get them involved in the social network, the recruiting, um, and the fun aspect of that. And then the third place that we focus is on Uh, driving results and doing a nice job for the brands who work with us. Because um, at the end of the day, we, we have to produce revenue um, to provide these services for the athletes and the other users on the app. So um, we focus very heavily in those three areas, the social networking portion, getting kids to college and helping them brand themselves, um, supporting our clients on the software as a service piece and supporting the brands who work with us and, and, and pay us for the market access that we provide through the app. We, because we need to focus heavily on those three areas, at which really encapsulate the majority of the usage on the app, we don't go out and do what you just described, which is try and be the best of 10 or 20 or 50 things. 
And there are 10, 20, 50, hundreds of things actually that fit into the youth sports market. There's, it's a $19 billion per year market. That's a lot of, there's a lot of different products and services and, and, and moving pieces that are in there. Um, so yeah. uh, going back again to why we built a platform by bringing together so many people, um, we also can attract great companies, great brands who have built products or services to, spe- uh, to solve specific pain points that they're the expert in. And we work with them and try to pass their knowledge along to our kids, um, the users and the athletes on our app. So a good example of that is we don't try to be an authority on NCAA compliance and eligibility. Um, so we work with a brand called Honestcape and they're, they're, they're market leaders in that space. And they come on the application and they, they teach and educate people about it. So rather than us trying to be great at that and great at 20 other things, we have our main key areas of focus. And then we work with companies who have great point specific solutions. And because we've built this big market, there's a lot of value for them to come in and, and, and talk to our, uh, talk to the people who are using the app and brand themselves. So we think we're able to produce value all around by taking that approach. I love that. I love that, Sean. Um, let's talk about COVID, man. Uh, you know, global pandemic, your company uh, probably was affected one way or the other. I want to know if there was any way COVID was a benefit for your company. Was there anything that helped you guys either in terms of like um, users getting adapted or having more time being spent or the, on the app or uh, any other side of the business that you want to share with us that was benefited from uh, COVID? Um, so COVID, COVID was an interesting time for us because it, it helped and it hurt at the same time. Um, and again, going back to why we've chosen this, this platform approach, why we've built something very broad that can attract a lot of people and can support a lot of people in different ways. I think that carried us through the pandemic. Um, in fact, I know it did. Uh, we had had a lot of initial success in, in, in getting usership on the app through working with our clients, um, our software service clients, companies who host youth sports events. Well, obviously, there weren't any youth sports events for a very long time. I mean, we're in the middle of getting some of our clients back up and running right now. I'm really thankful to report that we have, oh, like, I think over 500 uh, tournaments that we have you know, locked in dates with our clients and we'll see running in 2021 now that uh, the vaccines are coming out. So that's, that's really exciting news. And it's, it's, it's great um, to see that part of our business come back. But that was definitely the, the hit that we took. We, we, we lost a huge influx of how we get new users. We lost our, uh, you know, our partners were hurting. It was, it was, that was a really rough time. But because we'd built this broad platform, We, had, we still had all these other things and all these other ways to produce value um, for our users. And even though the event support part of our company sort of took a hit, um, the social networking and recruiting part of our company exploded. Um, right after the pandemic happened, we became one of the top 200 apps on the App Store in, um, in the Apple app rating uh, for uh, the sports category out of 40,000 companies. And um, we got there because all the kids couldn't go play sports. Um, and I think that had two really uh, profound effects on, on the athletes and 
reasons why they came to our platform. The first is they couldn't get recruited. If you can't go and have a coach come out and see you play and you're not getting stats, you got to find another way to get your name out there. Um, and we offered that. Um, and that was, that was really an important thing because the kids could come on our platform. They could load up, you know, old video that they had old game film. They can go in the garage and if they're, you know, take videotape themselves, hitting balls into a, in a net or, uh, you know, go in the backyard and work on drills and, and tape that content. And then our network allowed them to send it to the colleges. So I think we played an important role in helping them overcome having their playing season taken from them and not being able to get seen in person by a coach. And then the other just huge effect that we, we know that we saw a lot of was, um, you know, the kids were stuck inside, um, just like, just like everybody was. And that's, that's a hard time, uh, for anybody to go from, you know, living your normal life, being around your peers and your friend group, um, especially when you're a younger person and, these young athletes lost uh, not only their time that they were getting to spend around their friends, their time, you know, being outside and, and playing the sport that they love. But when you're growing up and you're an athlete, a lot of the time, that's, that's a big part of your identity as well. Um, you know, if you had asked me when I was 16, who are you? I would have told you first words out of my mouth. I just said, I'm a baseball player. Um, and I can say for certain that a, a lot of the kids who use sports thread would identify as an athlete. If they had to describe themselves, they'd say, I'm a volleyball player. I'm a softball player. I'm a football player, or just, I'm an athlete. And, um, our system, our, our network and our community gave them a place to be an athlete again, and to interact with people who are like-minded. Um, and I think it was an important area of, uh, congregation and helping them, um, stay connected and, and feel good about themselves still and keep that identity through the pandemic. The idea that when you're a kid, a sports plays such an important role in your identity, you, you, your peers, your team is like your friends. And this is what you talk about all day, at least when you're an athlete and you're devoting your life to that. So it's great to see that uh, such a company like sports thread uh, was able to provide a solution for a problem and, Feel that gap in that need for uh, children all around the U.S. That's that's awesome, Sean. Um, and man, since we're running out of time because this is just a halftime snack, we can't uh, we can't take all day here. Um, I want to ask ask you this one last question. It's more personal question, and that is, what's the nicest thing that someone has ever done for you, and why do you remember that? So, wow. Um... I think uh, it's hard to pick one person, um, but I think the nicest thing that I've that people have done for me in terms of there's a lot of ways in, to interpret that question, but uh, maybe I'm maybe I would go with nicest as in most impactful, um, and I would say the group of people who have just selflessly given me their time and their advice, um, you know, the investors that we have, all the people who have. Um, put time and advice and, and, and money and resources and belief um, into me and into the business and um, given me and my, my, my team a chance to be successful and, and, and go out and affect our mission. Um, that, that's the nicest thing. Um, and 
you know, I, I want to very much, we wake up every day and go to work because we want to make sure that we're uh, honoring them and, and uh, all the things that they've done for us. But um, make no mistake about it. If I hadn't had countless people go out of their way to teach me something um, or give me their time or, you know, invest in the business or just anything that they could do to help, uh, we certainly wouldn't be where we're at today. So all of those people, all of that just collective effort and um, collective good that they, they've done, um, I'm very thankful that we get to pay it forward and we're helping kids. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we're at where we're at and we have a chance to we have a chance to do because of them. Thank you for sharing, Sean. I want to also thank you for your time uh, and coming on the Halftime Snacks, man. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to host you. I'm very excited to see what's going to come out of Sports Thread and you in the future. Can't wait to see. And yeah, man, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming to the Halftime Snacks. Before you leave, I want to thank you for listening. To hear this or any other Halftime Snack, check out the full archive on my website, which you can find on the show notes. See you next week!